Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. This nationally recognized, award-winning podcast is hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program. Our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello, and welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. I am your host, Mindy McCulley, Extension Specialist for Instructional Support with Family and Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky. We are housed in the Martin Gatton College of Agriculture, Food, and Environment. Coping with death and grief are crises that all families will encounter. The experience of death and dying is recognized as the most stressful life event a family can face. Managing grief and loss during the holidays can be especially difficult. Today, my guest, Dr. Carrie Ashurst, Extension Specialist for Family and Relationship Development, will shed some light on coping with grief and loss during the holidays. Welcome, Carrie. Hi, Mindy. Thanks for having me. What are some reasons that coping with these emotions can be so particularly difficult during the holidays? Hmm. You know, sometimes it's hard to know where to start with that question (laughs) because there is just so much going on at times for us at the holidays. You know, you've got everything from getting ready to uh, travel or maybe have company yourself, trying to shop, trying to do so many things that have to do with preparation, uh, a lot of things with jobs and with school ending for a semester. You know, there's just so much already that can bring stress levels up from where they might have otherwise been. And then when you start thinking about things like the holiday season and coping with grief and loss, you know, the holiday season is often what what we visualize as a time that's full of happy images, happy memories, a holiday that shortly after, or even many years after the loss of a loved one can look very different and sometimes can feel different from what our expectations are, right? So the reality versus the expectation And that person may have had a very specific role in things that they did or, you know, carried out as a part of a family's holiday season. That person's now missing from some of those images, literally, even with pictures and things like that. And new memories are being made that don't include that person. And that can be very, very hard. You can really feel that loss. You can feel that missing person. And we may have downtime, of course, then after we have all of that extra stress during the holiday season where we're off work or something, you know, time that we don't have as many activities for our children. And with a little more downtime, which is good, it also gives us a little more time to think. And that can be a positive, but it also can be a little bit difficult. It can You can feel that loss, I think, when you really have time to slow down and think about some things. I know that for my family, um, we lost my grandmother in the middle of November, so right before Thanksgiving. And then my husband's grandmother passed away a couple years later, also in November. And so for both sides of our family, we feel that loss, even though now it's been 10 years, you know, we still feel that loss right before the holidays start circling around because we're reminded by the anniversary, of course. Absolutely. Yes. I lost my dad just a short time before the holiday season over 20 years ago, and it's been a long time now, but there were certain wonderful roles that my dad filled as a part of our immediate family and our extended family that no one else has really quite ever been able to move into those shoes, if that makes sense. Yes, sure. Um, So even 
20 plus years later, we still feel that loss, especially at the holidays. Definitely. But of course, grieving the loss of a loved one can be difficult no matter what time of year or how much time has passed. But it does seem that the holidays really make us aware of the loss in so many ways, both sad and happy. So what are some ideas for coping uh, with that first holiday season after the death of a loved one? There are many, many coping mechanisms that can be helpful. But yeah, when you really think about that first year or that first holiday season after someone has passed away, some of the best things that can really help a family can be things like just simply talking openly. And I think some of that, it's ideal if it can happen even before the holiday. It can be a relief to talk to all family members and just say it out loud. It's going to be difficult, right? Hmm. And, uh, you know, thinking about that, bringing that person up. Oh, are we going to cause someone to be upset or sad? And we don't want to do that. But the chances are that everyone is already thinking about the person anyway. So, you know, talking openly about some of that can really help to start sharing of what your traditions are that may need to change up a little or what role that person filled that someone else needs to step up with. Or maybe it can even just simply help us to start sharing good memories. And that can be a really positive way to honor or memorialize somebody. I like to say that there's no such thing as bad tears, because sometimes those tears that you have are cathartic. And sometimes they are tears of joy as you have good memories that are flowing through your family conversations. So don't be scared of those tears. Oh, such a good point. Yes. So what about family traditions? You talked about that a little bit, but how can we maybe use family traditions either to help us remember or Mm -hmm. to give people new roles that they haven't Mm -hmm. experienced? Yeah, when, when I think about my own childhood growing up and memories around the holidays, a lot of the things that were the most familiar, you know, things that we did every year were always some of my very favorite things. It was comfort, right? Right. When someone has died in our family and we start to feel that loss immensely at the holidays, we 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 really start to notice what those roles were, what those traditions were that we had as a part of a family and where that person fit into those traditions. And, you know, there are numerous ways that families can handle it. And I think there is no wrong answer when it comes to this. Um, For some people, it's let's continue those traditions and let's have someone fill those shoes. For other people, it might be let's do something completely different and completely change up those traditions. And really, the only answer here is whatever is right for your family. And some families just need to get away. That that can be an important thing, too. Sometimes it may be the first holiday, instead of doing something at the house that you've always done it at where that person has died, maybe you just need to do it at someone else's house or you know, somewhere where it doesn't hold as many memories. Again, there's no right or wrong answer here at all. The important thing is just that your family decides together, I think, and that people are in agreement with that. Well, and you talk about how important it is to, to maybe have some of those traditions continue, even if the person is not around. And that really helps us to keep them in the forefront of our minds and to help us remember Are there other ideas for helping us remember our loved ones that have passed away? Oh, yes. You know, when you think about creating a deeper appreciation for the holidays and um, that time you have together with loved ones, be it friends, family, no matter who it might be. You know, we think about a lot of sad feelings when someone has died, but um, those feelings don't necessarily have to be so pervasive. 
You can tie this back to, again, the idea of bringing up someone who's gone, good memories, sharing those, laughing. I think sometimes people even feel a little bit guilty. Oh, I'm laughing about, you know, sharing a memory about this person who is gone. But sometimes that can be the very best feeling. You used the word cathartic earlier, and I love that word. And, uh, you know, just trying to provide for that time to remember. But also, I think it's important to bring up that it, you know, maybe not be a constant topic either. We need breaks from it. We need distractions. We need to smile and laugh and do fun things. And so, you know, we don't want it to be our focus from the moment we wake up until we go to bed at night either. Well, and your loved one isn't going to want you to be in, you know, deep dark depression just sure. because they aren't there. They they know that you're going to go on after they are gone. And yeah. I, I think that most family members will want you to enjoy the time that you have together with your family. Yeah. So doing things to distract. And I think especially when you think about younger children that might sure. be in your family, you know, they might need to talk about it, but they might need to do it in small doses. So, you know, having the time for them to be included in remembrances or, you know, conversations that are appropriate for their age, but also when they've kind of checked out or are ready to do something else, then, you know, letting that be the end of it and letting them come back to it on their own time. And just remembering to focus on those who are there with us. You know, it can be really easy to get so caught up in that feeling of grief and the loss that we're experiencing that we don't always take time to really be in the present with our loved ones, and also even with ourselves. Um, Remembering that self-care is incredibly important when we're coping with grief and loss. So keeping up our own strength, regular rest, regular meal times, um, you know, any of those kind of things that we can do that help us to remember how important we are ourselves and we need to take care of ourselves. And, you know, we might feel like we can't rest. We might feel like we're completely off our routine don't want to eat at all, you know, all kinds of different things might be happening. But the more consistent we can keep some of our those routines, the more energy we'll tend to have. And Carrie, what do we do when we find that our grief is just so overwhelming that we can't handle it on our own? Mm, good, good question. You know, one of the best things I think we can do is just seek out other people. Sometimes I think we're afraid to seek out those closest to us because they're also experiencing the loss. And they might not be experiencing it in the same way either. That's an important point, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I might be feeling something very different from someone else in my own family, but one way or another, we're all feeling things and we can't always be there well for each other. Right. So sometimes it can be good to seek someone outside, a friend, a therapist, a support group, you know, anybody that we might be able to reach out to and ask for support from or some tangible help from. Um, It can be a good time to connect with people who maybe you know of that have been through something in their past who might have some sage words of wisdom to be able to help you through some rough times you're experiencing. And always, always remembering that you're not alone. And that even though it's very hard at times, like I know for me, I don't always want to ask for help because I think, oh, everybody else is so busy at the holidays, especially (laughs) that I don't want to overburden them with my problems too. But I think we have to remember that we are important and our needs matter. And especially when we're coping with grief or loss, that it is absolutely okay and necessary at times to ask others for support or help. Oh, I think that's a perfect note there. And also I want people to realize that grief and loss happens even 
when someone doesn't die, if someone uh, becomes removed from your family or, or they just choose not to spend time with you, you can still have those feelings of grief and loss. Um, So this is something that we hope that everybody can use uh, no matter what their situation is in life. Right. Harry, thanks so much for taking the time to share with me today. Thank you. I sure appreciate it. And if you are just tuning in, you're listening to Talking Facts, you can find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition, health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question or a show topic idea, leave a like and a comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT or send us an email at UKFCSEXT at UKY.edu. Visit us online at fcs.uky.edu to learn more about the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program or contact your local extension agent for family and consumer sciences. We build strong families. We build Kentucky. It starts with us.